talking to each other is not collaboration. It doesn't really matter what you're measuring as long as the team feels that it's useful in terms of how it projects results. Hello and welcome to episode 71 of Chaos and Rocket Fuel, the Future of Work podcast. I'm Doug Folks and I'm with the CEO of Pattern and Wonder, Claire Haydar. Claire, how are you this evening? I'm good, and you, Doug? Uh, yes, uh, I'm probably not going to put in the fact that we're in um, load shedding, but, but that's Africa at the moment. <laughs> no, I think I think we should, because I was just going to say, this is the reality of Africa, but not only Africa. I mean, so many different continents and countries are, are dealing with this issue at the moment. Mm. And interestingly enough, I think the reason why it's good to highlight it is because it really is one of those factors that impact the future of work. It's if people don't have broadband and electricity, work becomes very difficult, as you can testify. True, yeah. Working with a head torch and um, mobile Wi-Fi is not, not the best. But anyway, let's crack on. Today is the first chance we have to speak to Lizette Sutherland. Um, tell me a little bit about Lizette Claire and why is she on the podcast? She's super high energy and she's a specialist in the area of collaboration. So she's an author, she runs a training business in this area and she really works with some very, very interesting clients around collaboration. And interestingly, she's one of those long tenured people who's been in this area like way before the pandemic hit. So she really has seen things before and after. The reason why we wanted to bring her on, as you know, Doug, is to specifically have that conversation around how does collaboration need to look in this new age of work that we find ourselves in. Excellent. Well, should we get stuck straight into the, the first segment that we've got with Lizette? Lizette, so good to have you on the podcast with us. I, I genuinely enjoyed our conversation that we had a few months ago, and um, I've been looking forward to this podcast with you. So welcome to being here with Doug and I on the show. Thank you. So kicking off this conversation with you, you know, you're a collaboration expert. Um, you're an author in this area. You work very closely with individuals and companies in this area. And so what I'd like us to do to just baseline the entire conversation is to actually understand from you what you believe the characteristics of healthy collaboration are, because I think our entire conversation is going to flow from there. Totally. And actually, in giving my workshops, I started to think about what does good collaboration even mean? Like when we go, when we dive into that. So I started doing a bunch of research and I actually categorized all the things that I found into four different categories. So that actually worked out pretty well in terms of your characteristics of healthy collaboration. And I've got them. The first category I would say is the enjoyment category. Like, do we like the work that we do and the people that we're working with? The second category would be the alignment category. So are the, you know, is are there clear goals? Is the vision clear? Are the roles clear? Do we have an agreement for how we're going to work together? You know, how how work flows from one team to another. So sort of that alignment. The third characteristic or category would be communication. Is it easy to visualize ideas? Are there clear decision-making protocols or is it easy to move from async to sync? right? Or to even have those distinctions in your organization. Um, and then the fourth category would be accessibility. 
having one source of truth for tasks and information and having it be easy to get information and support. And so actually in my workshops, what we do is we actually rate ourselves and our teams in each of these four categories, like I would call like a target. And so like closer to the center is worse and outer is better. And so you start to get this picture that forms of collaboration. And what I really like about it is that, you know, you can't just fix collaboration. If you're going to coach a team, you, you have to have something specific to go into it. So what I like about this sort of graph is that it paints a picture and it gives you a clear, like one of those categories is always the one that has a clear need to be worked on most. So it's always a great place to start for teams. So anyway, that's how that's how I would define my characteristics in a long way. Amazing. I, I really like that, which leads directly to the second question that I want us to dive into around measuring that, which you've already alluded to. But Doug, I'm going to let you take over the question because it just so perfectly segues there. How do you measure the, the collaboration between individuals, between teams, and obviously even within companies? Before you dive into the answer, I want to give a little bit of context as to why I feel this question is so important and why I wanted to have it like right at the beginning of the conversation with you is collaboration is one of those buzzwords that just like flippantly gets thrown around. You know what I mean? And it is actually so critical, particularly to a world where work is predominantly digital. Like collaboration is actually the make or break in the successful outcomes of many teams. And so it really is something that people leaders, you know, team leaders need to be focused on. But I don't think like, and this is where, you know, you may need to educate us because you're an expert in this area is I don't really believe that there are true measurements out there around how do you measure the effectiveness of a team's collaboration? Yeah, and I have interviewed on my podcast a number of tools that claim that they can measure collaboration through artificial intelligence by, you know, going out and seeing how people are interacting with each other online and how much are they talking to each other and all of these things. But talking to each other is not collaboration. There's a, there's a real difference, right? So just because people are or are not talking doesn't mean that that is a measure of collaboration. It's one of the many measures. And so one of my favorite ways in terms of measuring collaboration is one, the obvious answer for remote teams is we have to go from being time-based to being results-based, right? And then the obvious questions comes up on how do we measure our results? How do we measure our own productivity? And how do we measure the productivity of the team, especially when there's no clear ways of measuring? You know, it's like uh, if you're doing customer happiness, you know, anyway, I can give a lot of examples, but there are a number of places we can start. And my favorite place to start is Management 3.0. I read about uh, they created a scoreboard index. And what that is, is that each team creates their own set of metrics that they feel are important to measure. And there is no perfect set of measurements, right? Metrics, and what I know from doing this myself in my own business and, and, and on my own things is that metrics change a lot over time and there needs to be somebody to hold people accountable. So I always feel it doesn't really matter what you're measuring as long as the team feels that it's useful in terms of how it projects results and that you're constantly being held accountable for the metrics that you're changing. So, and framing it, of course, as experiments, because we're trying to learn from these metrics and these measurements, it, go, it goes into a lot of things. So the, the, the long answer is, I don't really know how you specifically measure collaboration 
objectively, though I know subjectively, there's lots of different ways. Like the Spotify health model was a way of sort of measuring collaboration, I think, in the beginning. Um, OKRs could be a good example of ways of measuring collaboration. But I don't know that we want to measure collaboration per se, but we want to measure more results, right? Like, are we achieving the goals? Are we achieving the goals? I love that. And I think that's something really important that we should highlight is because a lot of companies, particularly as they're making the shift into a more and more digital landscape for work, tend to get focused on the nuances of what makes work happen and are losing the big picture on the results. And ultimately, we can't lose the big picture on the results because it's about the results. It doesn't matter if you meet 100 times or two times. If you're achieving the result, you're doing something right in the two meetings or the 100 meetings, and that's where you kind of need to find the nuance. So I love the fact that you've differentiated those two things. Well, yeah, and it's a tough question to answer. I mean, when I was thinking about like, well, how do I measure my own productivity? How do I know as like a solopreneur myself if I've had a successful week or not? And, you know, like for any team to answer that question, one, it's so specific to the team that I don't feel like you could have this global scoreboard index that everybody could use to measure themselves. The team really has to come up with what's actually important. And it changes over time. That's what makes us so hard. You know, like I can share personally what we do inside Wonder is we adhere to, I don't know if you're familiar with Patrick Lencioni's work. His book, The Advantage, is essentially what we use as our framework within the company to operate the company at a very, very simplified level. And I don't in any way want to, you know, downgrade the complexity of what he's laid out because it is a very full framework. But essentially he is, he states if you're not achieving your results, what you set out as your goals, you're not an effective company. You know what I mean? You can have the greatest collaboration, you can have the greatest culture, but if you're not achieving what you set out to achieve, you're not effective. Yeah. I mean, my team really likes each other, but at the end of the year, if we don't need, to, if we don't make enough money, then we can't be a team anymore. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, that's how we define it within Wonder. You know what I'm, and we make sure that every incoming employee within Wonder understands that that's the framework that we follow. But I mean, there's a billion companies out there and every company has their own framework that they follow in terms of, you know, what those results look like. Yeah. And really the best one that I found personally for myself in terms of looking at all the different ones, because, you know, the, a lot of them are, um, they're, they're complicated or there's a lot of overhead and setting up all these like measuring collaboration or measuring results. The one that I really like the most is the Management 3.0 Scoreboard Index because he's got some global rules for setting up metrics that I think really make sense for any team. Just thinking from my side, I mean, my own company is very small. It's me. So by definition, collaboration also is dependent in some way on the size of the team or the company. If there's only three of you who've got to communicate to each other, your collaboration in principle should be easier than if you have a, a, a team of 200 people. Yeah, scaling. Yeah, would that change the diagnostics that you would use to to measure your productivity? I would say 100%. I mean, it's a different team. Yeah, you're measuring for different things, right? Like you're measuring, yeah. Um, very quickly, before we move on, Lizette, can I ask you to talk about the Spotify um, measurement that you alluded to? I've actually never heard of that before. 
a Spotify health check model that I'm referencing. And that actually, if you Google Spotify health check, they'll, you'll come up with a graphic. And basically what they had is they had a graphic that listed in columns all the different teams. They called them squads at the time because they were doing this whole squad thing. So they have all their different squads uh, listed across in the, in the columns. And then along the y-axis, they have all the different categories for like job quality, job satisfaction, how the team is doing, are we achieving? And they had created a visual for how each team rated itself. And so in this one graphic, you could see 10 different teams across 10 different categories, how they rated themselves this week compared to how they rated themselves last week. So in one graphic, it showed everything. And once we have data, it's so powerful to visualize what that looks like for people because data tells a story. And when we can tell that story in pictures, it everybody has a, you get a lot more alignment around that. So the Spotify health check model, it was not that it's the best model out there. And even Spotify says, you know, don't, our model is not for everybody. It's just our model. But still, I was so impressed with how much information that one graphic portrayed um, and how useful it was. And that brings us to the end of the first part of our conversation with collaboration expert, Lizette Sutherland. Now that you understand what collaboration really is, make sure to catch the next two parts of this conversation on Spotify, Google or Apple Podcasts, or on Wonder's website, wndyr.com. From Claire and myself, we'll see you soon.